anyway. But the fact of the matter is that these things cannot protect us ultimately against the attacks of Satan. There are things like this. Property. Property has value. If we own property, if we own a home, if we have something that, that we feel gives us a security, if you would, that we are above poverty and that we are somehow engaged in life if we own a home and we own property, money or material things. We feel that those things can shield us against things in life. That if something comes my way, if I have money or I have material things, that I can deal with those things in a different way. Maybe it's our job. Our job is our shield. It's our, our protection that as long as I have a job, I have value. As long as I have a job and I have an income, I can shield myself against certain things in life. We purchase insurance. And insurance is intended to protect us in the event of some major catastrophic thing in our life, whether that be homeowner's insurance or car insurance or health insurance or whatever the case may be, we find that as a shield that we feel can protect us if something happens in our life, that, that this can keep us safe in some way or shield us from those things happening in life. And what we have to understand today is Paul writes is, is that he's writing and he's talking about the shield of faith and he's talking about dealing with spiritual attacks. He's not talking about the physical things of this world. But we'll get really intent on shielding ourselves with these worldly things, often at the neglect of shielding ourselves spiritually against the attacks of Satan. Let me give for you an example this morning from God's Word, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 23. Paul's writing to the church of Corinth. Listen to what Paul says here. I think this is so important. And, and are they servants of Christ? I speak as if in saying, I more so, in far more labors, in far more in, uh, imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. And hear what Paul's talking about. Paul, Paul's talking about the physical things of this world. And he says, in regards to the physical things of this world, he said, I have far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. And then he begins to make a list. Now listen to this list, if you would. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. So five different times he was beaten, 39 lashes on his body. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights in hunger and thirst, often without food, in the cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my being? 
time we take a step forward, we take two steps back. That every time we feel like we're getting somewhere or accomplish something, then there seems to be a roadblock or a difficulty or a challenge. And so we get discouraged in life. And we face that discouragement and we get down. Oftentimes it, it turns even to depression in our life. And we get depressed about life and life's journey and where we are our accomplishments or the lack thereof or, and the future and what we think it doesn't hold for us. And we allow that discouragement or that even to the level of depression in our life to push us and sink us lower. And those are the darts that Satan is hurling at us. And he's attacking us every moment of every day trying to discourage, trying to, to cause us to doubt, trying to cause us to be tempted to think that the things of this world will satisfy and, and help us to feel better in life. Or disabilities or disease. Think about the discouragement and, and even the depression that's been faced as we dealt with this pandemic for the last two years. And the attack of the disease and, and how it has affected our world in which we live, the livelihood of many people. And we've allowed that to attack us in such a way it's debilitating in many ways in our lives. And so then, with all of those things, we face the ultimate attack. That's what we're coming to the We're afraid. We're afraid about our life. We're afraid about our family. We're afraid about our future. We have a fear of what tomorrow holds or, or doesn't hold for us. How we're going to take care of this thing or that thing. How we're going to make the next step in our life. And so we are paralyzed with fear. And oftentimes we allow that attack, attack of fear in our life to cause us to feel like we are on an island all by ourselves. And so when we, we feel that we're on this island all by ourselves and we're, we're encapsulated in this fear of the future and, and tomorrow and what holds and how I do with what's before me, we begin to feel the attack
talking about all of these pieces of armor. He's talking about the helmet and the, the, the shoes, and he's talking about the belt, he's talking about the breastplate of righteousness, and he said this, above all this, above all of these things, he says, without faith, there is no hope. Without faith, there is no what faith can 
feel that you're on that island and you're all alone and you're discouraged and you're down and, and you're facing fear and uncertainty and doubt and question of the future and you feel you're there all by yourself. He says, that is the moment in which you and I must gather our faith and say at this moment, I do not feel alone because I trust God. This moment